Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, And I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Yesterday, I started talking about the concept of land back. And because before I did my research, I really only knew of it as a hashtag. And I figured I wasn't alone in that. So I wanted to share what I learned with you. I will be using Wikipedia, landback.org, and an article from Duke University's Wellian Magazine. And as always, the links to these sources is in the show notes. According to the NDN Collection, an organization which runs the official Land Back campaign, Land Back is the reclamation of everything stolen from the original peoples. This includes land, culture, and everything else essential to indigenous self-determination. However, Land Back does not mean tribal nations want to reclaim their lands and force everyone to leave. That would be genocide. Most people alive today have not directly participated in land theft and genocide. However, all people today unfairly benefit from it. Millions of indigenous people were violently removed. Therefore, Land Back calls for the restoration of all that has been taken and continues to be taken from indigenous people while avoiding unnecessary harm done to non-indigenous people. If indigenous peoples reclaimed all North America and then forced everyone to leave, we would be committing the same atrocities that happened to us. That's why Land Back calls for public lands to be returned to tribal nations. The U.S. government owns many of the most important spiritual places for indigenous people. It has obtained these lands through violence and continues to exclude indigenous people from them today. 
Further, tribal nations possess the cultural knowledge and administrative capabilities to steward their lands better than the federal government. This doesn't mean that tribal nations want to exclude people from national parks. On the contrary, tribal nations could make money from admission fees and hunting permits, which would go towards funding culturally relevant land management practices. In other contexts, land back means finding creative ways to give back to indigenous people. In urban settings, where physical land cannot feasibly be returned, land back could look like developing a cultural space where indigenous people can hold community. For the average person, land back may be paying a voluntary land tax to support a local indigenous tribe, or even something as simple as attending a powwow or supporting an indigenous artist. Fundamentally, land back is about knowing whose land you're on, educating others, and taking action to promote indigenous self-determination. The fight for land back is not new. Our ancestors have fought for the full restoration of our ways of life for centuries. So after the Indian Reorganization Act of 1934, the federal government technically established a system to reclaim lands stolen from tribal nations. However, this system has been largely unsuccessful, despite its 87-year-long history. Only 8% of stolen lands have been returned to tribal nations. Additionally, many tribal nations' most sacred sites are public lands and are exempt from this program. This is why indigenous activists are calling for national parks to be returned to tribal governments. Not only do tribal nations have the largest stake in protecting their sacred sites, but they also deserve to be stewards of land that they've managed for millennia. For indigenous people, land is much more than just a physical resource. Indigenous culture and religious beliefs are centered around a specific part of the world. To many indigenous languages, there's not even a distinction for land and family. To establish national parks, most tribal nations were violently removed from their homelands and are still barred from them today. For example, the U.S. government stole the Black Hills from the Lakota people through brutal means, and they eradicated the buffalo in the process. And if you have an NU, I highly recommend looking up the history of it. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Though you may have already heard of it, referred to as the Battle of Wounded Knee. The government guaranteed that the Lakota people would maintain ownership of the Black Hills through a treaty. However, the U.S. government did ignore the treaty and stole the homelands, carving the face of the presidents into the sacred Black Hills. In 1980, the U.S. Indian Claims Commission acknowledged the theft of the Black Hills and offered a payment of $102 million, which the Lakota refused. The federal government placed the money in a trust, and it currently totals $1.5 billion. But the Lakota refused to accept a payment for lands that they never sold. There's a quote from the Supreme Court hearing that is now painted on the Lakota Pine Ridge Reservation, and it says, a more ripe and rank case of dishonorable dealings will never in all probability be found in our history. And that's the government saying it about the government. There is this misconception that tribal nations would not be able to care for national parks as well as the federal government. Unfortunately, that is just the echo of what the government has portrayed in the media. Tribal nations have the same administrative capabilities as the federal government, and historically speaking, they possess a greater amount of traditional knowledge and cultural responsibility and empathy. Additionally, some tribal nations now bring in even larger revenues than the GDP of so many countries. 
And that's including all the shit that's stacked against them. Another commonly held misconception is that tribal governments would prevent visitors from accessing these national parks, which isn't true. Since tribal nations can make money off of admission fees, as well as the sale of hunting and fishing permits, it could provide jobs. And like I mentioned earlier, it would fund culturally relevant land management practices. And this has already been proven successful in New Mexico and many popular recreational spaces. The land back movement also discusses how it's not ethical or feasible to return all land back in urban settings. So there are creative approaches that can be supportive of this process. There are brilliant humans proposing indigenous cultural centers that include housing and healthcare and community gathering spaces designed with an indigenous worldview in mind. Places to hold ceremony and grow traditional plants. In Seattle, Washington, there's a nonprofit called Real Rent Duwamish, and it is a wonderful example of voluntary land tax. People can make a payment each month to Real Rent, which distributes it to the local Duwamish tribe. Because unfortunately, most average Americans, it's not feasible to return land. But voluntary taxes are a brilliant way to be equitable without force. I will also include a link to a small collection of Native and Indigenous artists if you want to support in that way. And I'll finish with this final quote. For tribal nations, land back means much more than the physical return of land. It means the freedom to practice our ways of life and to heal our traditions. It means self-determination. It means that people continually search for ways to give back to Indigenous people in their daily lives. We must have a reckoning of all that has been stolen from Indigenous people then we must unite and engage in the healing process, which entails land returned and cultural restoration. So save the land acknowledgements until after self-determination has been fully restored. Hashtag land back. And admittedly, I was a sucker to some of the bias, and I feel like this cleared up a lot for me, and I hope it did for you too. If you have any additional information that you want to share with me, because you know more than I do. No matter what the subject, I'm always all ears, but especially on this stuff, because I don't know enough, and I am always trying to learn and expand my worldview so I can help be a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem. Anyway, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.